As a kid, I spent a lot of time and quarters in the arcade during the 1980s. It was a noisy, chaotic, awesome place. Then everything changed when every kid I knew, and myself, got an Atari. We still chomped down pizza and chug soda, but we could do it in the privacy of our own homes. The 1980s was a transformative time for gaming and chock full of wonderful facts to mind. Hi, I'm your host, Brian Rollins, and welcome to the Dorky, Geeky, Nerdy Podcast. This week, for our third episode, we're jumping into the time machine, uh, DeLorean of course, and heading back to the Reagan era to drop some quarters into the nostalgia machine for video games of the 1980s. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to the shows in any order, doesn't matter. Each show is broken up into three rounds of 10 questions. You'll get a five second timer, and then I'll hit you with the answer. Each round gets successively harder. If you want some rules to play by, either for yourself or with your friends, head on over to dorkygeekynerdy.com rules. There are a variety of rules to choose from. You can also find links to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Okay, player one, are you ready? The Dorky Round Number one. When he first debuted, what character was known as Jumpman? Mario. He first appeared in the arcade game Donkey Kong. Number two. In the sequel to Donkey Kong, players take on the role of what titular character? Donkey Kong Jr. Number three. What Atari video game undersold so badly? that millions of cartridges were crushed and buried in New Mexico. E.T. The Extraterrestrial Number 4. The Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, was originally known by what name? The Famicom, short for Family Computer. Number 5. What is the highest grossing video game of all time? Pac-Man. Since being released in 1980, it has earned an estimated $2.5 billion. Number 6. Created by animator Don Bluth, what laser-disc-based arcade game was released in 1983? Dragon's Lair The animator's company would also release Dragon's Lair 2 and Space Ace using similar technology. Number 7 What racing game welcomed players with digitized speech telling them to prepare to qualify. Pole Position Number 8. In what 1985 NES game would you trek all over Hyrule questing for pieces of the Triforce? Number 9. 
The Legend of Zelda. Number 9. What trackball-based arcade game had players shooting mushrooms, scorpions, spiders, and fleas? Centipede. Number 10. What 1987 RPG followed the adventures of the Light Warriors? Final Fantasy. Okay, take a quick breather, because we're moving on to the geeky round. Number 1. In what video game were you likely to be eaten by a Gru? Zork. Number 2. What Middle Eastern-inspired game used rotoscoping for its character animation? Prince of Persia. Number 3. If you're a knight flying around on an ostrich, what game would you be playing? Joust. Number 4. What four-player arcade game allowed you to become either a warrior, a wizard, a Valkyrie, or an elf? Gauntlet. Number 5. What vehicular combat game used the theme from the show Peter Gunn? Spy Hunter. Number 6. What was the first game exported from the Soviet Union to the United States? Tetris. Number 7. Named after a famous coach and commentator, what sports franchise began in 1988? John Madden Football. The original version ran on MS-DOS, Apple II, and Commodores. Number 8. In what year did Metal Gear debut? 1987. It was released in 1987 for the MSX2 computer and then later for the NES. Number 9. What jungle adventure gave you 20 minutes to find 32 treasures? Pitfall. Number 10. Not surprisingly, what Disney sci-fi film spawned not one, but two arcade games in 1982? That'd be Tron, 
an eponymous arcade game, and a second game called Discs of Tron. Okay, take a break. We're going to do our book of the week. This week's book is partly what inspired the entire episode, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Cline's action-adventure tale of mankind escaping its dystopian oppression through a massively multiplayer virtual reality game is, in and of itself, fun. But add to that the race against the clock using Easter eggs from the creator's childhood in the 1980s, and you get a huge, nostalgic sugar rush. If you've only seen the movie, I highly recommend checking out the book it's based on. If you're into audiobooks like me, you can have it read to you by that uber geek, Will Wheaton. You can find this and other book recommendations on dorkygeekynerdy.com slash book. And now, back to our show. The Nerdy Round Number 1 Founded in Oakhurst, California, what game company created King's Quest, Space Quest, and Police Quest series? Sierra Online Number 2 What computer role-playing game series began with Book 1, The Secret of the Inner Sanctum? Might and Magic Number 3. Running what 1982 game and Lotus 1-2-3 meant that a computer was 100% IBM PC compatible? Microsoft Flight Simulator 1.0 Number 4. What adult-oriented game series began in the land of the lounge lizards? Leisure Suit Larry Number 5. What was Mega Man's name before becoming a fighting robot? He was called Rock. Number 6. What educational game taught kids and adults geography by scouring the world for a master criminal and her vile henchmen? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Number 7. Karataka was originally released for what system? The Apple II. It would later be ported to another 16 systems. Number 8. The Nintendo Entertainment System, the Sega Master System, and the Atari 7800 were part of which generation of gaming consoles? Third generation. Number 9. Before becoming a first-person shooter, this Nazi fighting game was a 1981 stealth-based action-adventure. 
Castle Wolfenstein. It was originally released for the Apple II. Number 10. Will Wright created what construction and management simulation game in 1989? That would be Sim City. That's it. Game over. I hope you enjoyed this trip down memory lane with me. If any of you are asking about games of other decades, you can be assured they'll make an appearance in some future episode. Speaking of future episodes, here's the clue for next week. What book series was the best-selling fiction novels of the 20th century until Harry Potter took that title? As always, you can find us, follow us, and subscribe to us at dorkygeekynerdy.com. You'll find links to our home on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and more. I'm your host, Brian Rollins. This has been Dorky Geeky Nerdy. And thanks for listening. When a U.S. expedition is attacked, three survivors, a professor, her student, and a soldier are saved by a mysterious vessel, the Namtsev. The enigmatic Captain Nikto elects to keep the captives aboard, requiring each of their skills for his daring pursuits. But as evidence of a rogue submarine alerts the world's navies, the captives must work together to avoid annihilation. 20,000 Kilos Under the Sea is a fast-paced adventure thriller that's described as the classic Disney adventure meets the hunt for Red October. 20,000 Kilos Under the Sea, a modern retelling of the Jules Verne classic, written by Richard Wycliffe and narrated by Brian Rollins. Available right now on Audible or iTunes. Discover adventure and madness beneath the waves.